One of the first questions I started asking myself when I started my faith journey, particularly with regards to the divine healing, is to ask the question, where does sickness come from? I remember back then I was in um, pedigree. I was um, like a prelim course in the Federal University of Technology. And um, we had this very young, brilliant uh, lecturer, um, kind of forgotten his name now. He was, was young and um, I think he studied abroad or something. He came and he was to teach us and then he was talking about um, malaria. I mean, saying, oh, uh, you understand mosquitoes, uh, that malaria doesn't actually come from mosquitoes, that mosquitoes, uh, the plasmodium parasite, you know, um, gets it from somebody, bites, transforms inside the inside of the mosquito and then transmits to another person. And was trying to point out the fact that um, the mosquito itself is just a vector, right? It takes from one person to another like that. So the first thing that crosses my mind, it was talking about several other things, I mean, but I, I took a detour in my mind. And the first thing I asked myself, okay, if mosquito is actually a vector, if you have all these animals being vectors, uh, not like they actually form the sickness itself, then where, who was the original person to have the malarial sickness? All right, who was the first person to have that virus that ended up, or that bacteria or whatever it is, that ended up mutating in the gut or the inside of a mosquito such that when it bites somebody else, it then transmits it. So there has to be a patient zero, you know, and it, it bogged my mind. Why? Because when you think about it, you know, um, the, you cannot really trace, you know, most times, you know, scientists will try to tell you, okay, it came from this, but where is the original source, you know, of this, you know, virus or this bacteria, you know, where did it come from? Uh, they say, oh, uh, it came from bats, you know, and then it came, where, when it was in bats, how did it arrive in, within bats? So it's a natural something in bats, no, it, it, it's not, it, but how did it come about? You know, and it was through my reading of scriptures, I got to understand the fact that all sickness is from the devil. The Bible says, you know, that in the beginning, God created man in his own image and likeness. That man was not sick. That man was not prone to sickness. In fact, if you notice, after the fall of man, if you read the book of Genesis, you realize that even after they had fallen, you know, they still lived, you know, for, for long. You know, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 5 from verse 5 says, And all the days that Adam lived were 990 years. They, I mean, that's like all the days he lived, 990 you know, and one thing you begin to realize is, you know, as you begin to go from Adam, you know, verse 7 says, um, uh, verse 8 says, and all the days of Seth were 912 years. You can see a decline, 990, 912. And, you know, gradually things began to decline. Things began to decline that way. Such that now even the life expectancy of people is, is, is less, it's around 57, you know. 57 years, you know, and then you begin to see people, including Christians, saying, oh, I'm now 70, you know, and at any time now, you know, I can, I can, I can go. You no, know, that shouldn't be our confession. The Bible says, you know, that 
as trees, as the days of trees, and so as the, so as our days. And their trees that live for 5,000 years, that live for 2,000 years. Adam, fallen Adam, remember, you know, this is after the fall. He lived 990 years. So why should you, who has been recreated in Christ Jesus, why should you live less than Adam, who was fallen? You know, if Christ came to redeem us back to our original state in the garden, you know, then why should you die, you know, at 80? Why should you die at 90? You know, why should you die at 100? Why should you die at 200? Why should you die at 300? If Adam can live for 900 years. I know that is something, you know, it's, it's, it's for some people, it's um, it may not, you know, like, ah, why do you want to live for that long? You know, but I'm saying all this because I want us to understand that it is possible. It is available if you can believe for it, if you can stretch your faith for it, if you can, if you can only accept God's word for it. You know, and the same thing too with sickness. The origin of sickness, the author of sickness is the devil. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 10 from verse 10, it says the thief cometh not Know, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and come that they might, I am come, that they might have life and they, they may have it more abundantly. When you are sick, when you are diseased, you know, that is the activity of the thief. He has come to steal your happiness. Nobody is happy when they are sick. He has come to steal your joy. Nobody is joyous when they are sick. He has come to steal your finances. You know, you have to spend money, you know, on buying drugs and doing stuff like that when you are sick. So that is the activity of the thief. You should be able to identify, you know, when the devil is at work or when the devil is at play. All right. We, not, we do not fight flesh and blood, but we know, you know, who is behind things. You know, you should know the activity of the devil. You should be able to identify it. All right. Ask yourself, I mean, does God get any glory in my sickness? No. You know, does God get any pleasure in my sickness? No. You know, so sickness is from the devil. You know, sickness comes from the devil. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What is the goal of sickness? It's to kill you. You know, sicknesses, you know, diseases, you know, seek to destroy the organs in your body. Seek to destroy your immune system. Seek to destroy, you know, all the things you hold dear, you know, in your body. Seek to destroy your mind. You know, disarray your mind. You see a lot of young people these days, you know, with mental health diseases. You know, see them with disorders. See them with allergies. That is the activity of the devil. You know, and unfortunately, it has become a norm. You know, you see people, you know, having random conversations. And the next thing they're talking about, oh, you know, I have an allergy. You know, I have an autoimmune disease. And I'm like, I, I mean... I, I feel for them. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I mean, lord it over people, or I mean, make them feel um, inferior some kind of way. But if you understand the intonation of the way some people talk about sickness, you you see some of them actually taking pride in it. You know, I had a friend that tell me, "Oh, I have ADHD." Oh, Mike, you know, I have ADHD. That's why I can't focus. You know, I'm have. I, I, I you know, I you know, I find it very difficult to focus. And I'm like, no. You know, we sit down together, we watch football games. You are not distracted when you are watching football games. We go to play lawn tennis together. You don't seem distracted with the ball. I mean, you, when we are playing lawn tennis together I mean, and I swing the ball towards you, you don't, you don't get distracted. You focus. So you have the ability to focus. So why, 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 why take pride, you know, in what the devil is doing? You know, if there's anything I want to do for you, you know, uh, today is I want you to grow a... A, a holy anger against sickness, you know, in whatsoever form, in whatsoever format. You know, and the problem is this, 
you know, now that we have science, you know, science can you know, begin to label things, begin to put names on things, you know, and people, you know, begin to accept them. Now, I realized that if you can put a name, a scientific name to anything, that people are going to accept it. Look at what we are facing now, you know, with, um, you know, gender dysphoria. The people who have gender dysphoria, you know, they've been able to rebrand themselves. They've been able to rename themselves into, you know, you know, a community of people, you know, and they're like, oh, this is who I am. You know, this is who I am. And then they're trying to force every other person, you know, to accept gender pronouns, you know, and things like that. You know, you have gender dysphoria. I mean, I can understand that, you know, I can, you know, um, I can empathize with that. You know, but, you know, when you now take pride, you know, in your, in your sickness or in your disease, then, you know, the devil has had a serious hold on the minds of people. You know, so that is the activity of the devil. The devil is the one that comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus Christ says here, he says, I am come, you know, I am come, you know, that they may have life. And it, not just life alone, but it says that they might have it much more abundantly, you know, much more abundantly. You know. So, ask yourself, you know, this sickness, did it come from God? No. You know, this sickness, you know, is it the handiwork of God? No. Instead, it is the work of the devil. The Bible says, you know, that all good and perfect gifts, you know, comes from God, you know, and comes from above. You know, so if you, something is good, if something is perfect, then you can assume it comes from God. You know, but if something is not good, if something is not perfect, then it's not God. It's very simple. You know, you don't you don't need a PhD to understand the Bible. The Bible is so so simple that a, a, a child, you know, can grasp you know what what is written in there. You know, so sickness is of the devil. How does sickness come? The Bible makes us understand that man in the garden. You know, he, he was Lord over all. You know, the Bible says, you know, he, he fellowship with God in the cool of the evening. You know, and there was no sickness recorded. You know, there was no time, you know, God came in the evening and asked, and like, ah, Adam, what's up? And he said, ah, in fact, the way this fever is knocking me now, I don't understand. No! You know, there was no time Jesus Christ, you know, that the, the father came in the garden, you know, in the evening, and he said, ah, Adam, what's, what's going on? He said, ah, facts, I'm having one serious migraine now. No! In fact, after he fell, you know, to show that, you know, he still had, you know, some residue of the glory, some residue of the Zoic life that he carried, you know, while he was in the garden, he still lived for 990 years, and there was no record of him being sick. You know, so don't don't accept it. You know, I understand. Yes, the doctors have to do their work. I understand. Yes, you know, I mean, going to do a blood work. Sure, the results are going to come out, and the results are going to tell you something. Yes, but should you accept it? You know, should you say yes? Oh, this is this is this is my sickness. No, you shouldn't. You know, what the doctors have just done for you is to reveal to you what you need to work against. You know, what you need, you know, to now take on the armor of God and then fight against. You know, that is what they, that's what the doctors can do. You know, the doctors can identify and say, oh, you have a low blood count. They say, oh, okay, thank you for that information. Now I know what to do. You know, go and take the communion. You know, 
and increase your blood count. It's very simple that. You know, somebody says, oh, you get a medical diagnosis. It says, oh, you have a fibroid. You say, oh, is that the case? All right, I know what to do. You take the word of God in your mouth. The Bible says, you know, that there was a long battle between the house of Saul you know, and the house of David. And the house of Saul was growing weaker and weaker. And the house of David was growing stronger and stronger. So you take that confession and say, I decree in the name of Jesus. You know, this fibroid begin to grow weaker and weaker. And I will begin to grow stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus. You know, so the, the, the medical science, you know, will only reveal to you, you know, what you need to war against, what you need to battle against. You know, we'll talk more about, you know, faith and medicine. You know, God doesn't have any issues with medicine. God doesn't have any issues with you taking drugs. But what God has issue with is you being dependent on it. All right? And that's the problem. You see a lot of people who are dependent on drugs today. You know, they're dependent upon medicines. You know, they say, oh, I have to take five pills every day or else, you know. You know no, no. That's not the kind of life God has called. All God has called us to live is the abundant life. You know, he says, I have come. They may have life and they may have it more abundantly. All right. If you check the root word, you know, for abundant, you know, it's, it's, it's perisos. Per, and it means, you know, it's, it's a, it, in the sense of beyond. That is, you know, there's abundance and there's beyond abundance. You know, it's, it's talking about a super abundant life. You know, a superior life. You know, you could, you could talk about it in terms of quantity or in terms of quality. God wants you to live a, a, a quality life. God wants you to live a super abundant life in terms of quantity. You know, so it shouldn't be you that they should be talking about and you're talking about I have allergies. And no, that is not an abundant life. You know, why should it be you that cannot eat peanut? Why should it be you, you know, that cannot eat okra? Why should it be you that cannot eat onions? Why should it be you? That is not that, that that's not a super abundant life. You know, the Bible says, you know, in the last days, people will come. Saying, do not eat this, do not eat that. <laughs> and you are seeing it now. The people say, oh, come and do tests so that you know what you need, what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. No, that is not an abundant life. You know, an abundant life, you know, is a life that is, is superior. You know, you are not bound, you know, by the things that hold other people bound. You know, it's talking about an exceeding abundantly above, you know, more abundantly, an advantage life. You know, a life that is of advantage, you know. A exceeding, very highly beyond measure, superfluent life. Oh, glory to God. I feel so excited. You know, God wants you to live an abundant life. So, you know, I usually tell people this. I said, when you look at your life and you look at the word of God, if you realize your life does not match up to what the word of God says, then you need to take action. You need to take the word of God in your heart and in your mouth and you now recreate your world with it. Alright? So sickness comes from the devil. You know, the devil is the author of sickness. You know, some people came to Jesus Christ and they said, Oh, there was this man, you know, that was, you know, that was, you know, uh, born blind. You know, and they were like, Who sinned? Was it the one that sinned? Was it his parents that sinned? You see, see the way, you see the way people think. See the way people think. They're always trying to look at some who is at fault. And interestingly, they never point out the devil. So that is why, you know, uh, today I want to point out the devil to you. Why? Because the devil masks. The devil, you know, the Bible says he's a great deceiver. He has an ability to mask himself. You know, imagine somebody was born blind and you're asking whether it was the sin of the parent or the sin of the, of, of the, of the person that was born blind. I mean, let's even say you, you accept whether the parents could sin. You know, you know, some people, you know, could uh, ingest 
you know, some wrong things. Maybe it could be alcoholic and then it affects the baby. So, you know, it could happen. But why should you talk about the sin of the baby? What sin has the baby committed, you know, for him to be born blind? And Jesus Christ told them, he said, you know, it's not that this is not an issue, a sin issue. This is the problem because the devil is in the world. So, God needs to take glory in this matter, you know. So, the devil is the author of sickness. You know, if you see anybody bound, if you see anybody sick, if you see anybody depressed, if you see anybody under the shackles of addiction, under the shackles, you know, of hell and death, that is the activity of the thief. And the Bible makes us understand that the devil is the thief. Right? The devil is the thief. So, I want you to go today, you know, and I want you to, you know, uh, meditate, you know, seriously on this. You know, that, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing... You know about God. You know that relates to sickness. God doesn't make people sick. The people say, "Oh, where was God when somebody you know, when somebody got sick?" God was there. You know, we we'll look at all those things. You know, as as we go on in this in this series. You know, God was there, but the devil was the one that that had hand in that. You know, let's let's before I quickly go, let's look at the book of Job. The Bible says in Job chapter one, you know, that Job was a man, you know, that you know that loved God, that feared God, you know, and you know, he sacrificed often, you know, and did that, you know, and then you know, Satan was there and like, you know, ah, does does Job, does Job fear you for not? You know, because you have put an edge around him. You see that there, you know, and then you know the devil started his work, you know, started stealing, started killing, started destroying. Did you see that there? You see, there was no place in there that God said, "Oh, I, 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 let, let me join you, Satan. Let us, let us, let us kill together. Let us steal together. Let us destroy together." No, there was no place there. Everything was the work of the devil. Was God aware that the devil was doing it? Sure, you know, but it is not the work of God. You know why? Because God has given us the tools. God has given us what we need, you know, to overcome the wiles of the devil and overcome the wiles of the evil one. So I mean, you say, why not? Go ahead, try, try your, try your, try your worst, devil. You know, but did you see what it what it said there? You know, it said, "Do not touch Job's life." All right? Do not touch Job's life. You see, so you know, so so God is aware, you know, but sickness does not come from God. I will talk about you know how we overcome sickness, how we fight against sickness, you know, as we go on in this series. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you because uh, your word has come. That sickness is from the devil. And Lord, help us, help it to resound again and again and again and again in our hearts. That sickness is from the devil. That you know, evil is from the devil. You know, only good comes from you. Help us, Father. In the name of Jesus, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray.